Keith, I'm so sorry for saying this. Um, we <laughs> Keith um, tried to date me for years, and I just kept telling him, like, we were better off friends, and it wasn't going to happen, and, and that sure bit me in the butt, didn't it? <laughs> Brings him off the corner, we go green flag racing. Kelly going to pull the slide job on him off a turn of her four. The slide job on Race Pro Radio, brought to you by DMC Racing Products, race to win. Hello and welcome to The Slide Job here on Race Pro Radio. I'm Bobby Chalmers, and I hope everyone is staying safe right now during this unprecedented time in our world, and that you're taking the necessary precautions to keep yourself safe. In this week's episode, we catch up with a woman who's seen the sport of auto racing from many different angles, from the promotion of events all the way to being a race car driver's wife. Many of you have heard her voice at the track, probably singing the national anthem. But I don't think you realize she was only a short distance away from making it to Hollywood. Well, now you'll learn a lot more about her. But before we do that, we have to give a shout out to Powderworth, the commercial and industrial powder coating company based in Marathon, New York. Powderworth achieves outstanding finishes designed to outlast the products they're on. No matter what you need coated, the folks at Powderworth strive to meet and beat the standards set by industry leaders. Give them a call today at 607-760-8405 and check out the Powderworth difference. Now, without further ado, let's get into it as we chat with Athena and Barrett's mom, Chelsea Flack. Chelsea, thanks for being on the show this week. First of all, how are you doing right now? How you know? How are the kids? I mean, you got the two two youngins, and and how's Keith doing with all this? Ah, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Um. We're doing okay. Uh, things are obviously a little different for everyone in the you know world right now. Uh, tensions are high at moments. I mean, we have two kids under two, so there's a <laughs> lot. Um, I mean, anyone who knows Athena knows she is um, definitely my child. So she has a ton of energy and is super sassy. Um, so that happens to have us have a lot of timeouts throughout the week but um, <laughs> we're doing okay um, obviously you know Barrett being uh, she'll be six months the beginning of May so she um, you know she's still pretty easy compared to Athena so I mean a house full of women and my sister is actually uh, my sister Devin is here living with us she's been with us um, for over a month, so she um, works in Manhattan, so she unfortunately um, was misplaced with her job due to everything, so she came to live with us and has been extremely helpful, um, so not only is Keith, like, with the normal three women that live in the house, like, my sister's here, too, so him and the dog are extremely outnumbered, but we're doing <laughs> <laughs> the best we can. <laughs> I'm, uh, that kind of goes to my next question, I guess. How is it with everybody being all cooped up? in that house right now um i mean we you know obviously with our schedules like we do tend to spend as much time together as we can as a family um however right now obviously things are just extremely elevated so there's time where i'm like okay i'm just gonna go walk to the other room for a few minutes <laughs> like so it's just kind of like finding a different normal and a different balance right now um, I mean, he is still out and about with work um, from time to time. He's working, you know, as much as he can from home. But, um, you know, there's days he has to go to the office or stop at a job site and kind of make sure things are, you know, are going smoothly. 
so of course when he comes home we're like go take a shower wash your hands you know so he's getting it from all of us (laughs) (laughs) as long as i can remember especially going to to Super Dirt Week. No, don't. I'm not saying it like that because you're younger than I am. But from as long as I can remember, I mean, I remember you and your sister singing it at, at Super Dirt Week. I mean, with everything that's gone on, I mean, you tried to pursue a singing career. I mean, I don't think a lot yeah. of people these days even realize that. I think a lot of people, you know, know you as Keith's wife, but I don't think a lot of people realize you were trying to, to pursue a singing career. You know, talk to about that. I was, yeah. Um, uh, in 2007, I auditioned for American Idol and made um, the top group out of Philadelphia. Um, and then I got cut right before um, they sent everyone to Hollywood. Oh, um, so basically, and I think that like I'm going to shed some light on the on the show here a little bit, but um, <laughs> there's so many rounds um, to American Idol um, that you don't see on TV. Um, They make it seem like, you know, it's, you know, a day here and a day here. And it literally was like a week straight from like 4 a.m. to 10, 11 o'clock at night. Oh, my God. Um, And you have to see like multiple producers and people involved in the show um, before you even get to like the the judging round, so to speak. So that was like stressful. Um, but once I got that far, it was like a big confidence booster and we decided, um, you know, that we were going to kind of take what we learned from that experience and record a demo. And I wound up falling into the lap of a gentleman in New Jersey. Um, his name was Paul Presto and he wrote and composed a bunch of songs for me. I was able to help with a few of them, um, but because we kind of were trying to piggyback off my American Idol audition. Um, We kind of fast-tracked a lot of it um, just to kind of get things rolling. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a few years after that, I wound up re-recording some of the songs um, with Alicia Keys, um, one of her producers that wrote um, Falling, her song Fallen. Um, So I was able to uh, work with Tony Black, and he re-recorded one of the songs that I had done with Paul, um... Then I wound up doing, uh, being like featured in a music video because my music career and racing kind of overlapped at one point um, when my dad was still involved with URC. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that's kind of where like the everything kind of came full circle. But yeah, no, Devin and I sang, Devin sang at Syracuse and Pocono Raceway um, long before I started with her. And then I started with her and then she kind of, you know, grew up and went on to do her own things and <laughs> I just kept doing it. Um, and I still do it today, you know, singing the national anthem, which is super fun. Mm-hmm. So like kind of a way to like keep, um, something I've always done, kind of keep it going, which is cool. Um, but yeah, we grew up doing musical theater and my poor mother driving us to, <laughs> um, you know, Manhattan for auditions all the time. And we took dance lessons in, one part of New Jersey, and then she would rush us to music lessons on the other side of New Jersey. Um, so it was it was a wild childhood, that's for sure. <laughs> As I say, because I remember you guys up on the stage at the fairgrounds singing the national anthem on Sunday mornings and Saturday during Dirt Week and stuff. Yeah, and, and it, like honestly, like that was so cool to be able to do as a kid, and then to be able to sing at like you know the finale at the fairgrounds. Um, was like super emotional for me just because that was like a huge chapter of life you know 
I think it was for a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) That place was packed that day. So now you kind of brought up the fact that your father used to run the the United Racing Club, the the URC Sprints, and even to this day, he I I think it's over thirty years that he's been in charge of the the Thunder on the Hill series. I mean, you as you said, you've been part of racing for the longest time. What was it like having dad and and I think even you know I mean the whole family being involved in in running a series like that? Um, I mean, my dad is an amazing guy. Um, he's he's been through a lot. He's learned a lot. He's taught us a lot. Um, you know, in life and in the industry. Um, yeah, thirty years. It's uh, this is our thirty first season uh, coming up. Whenever we get started this year, <laughs> um, so it's super you know neat to you know see you know, the Thunder on the Hill racing series evolve over the years. Um, my dad was involved, you know, with dirt motorsports back in the day and obviously the United Racing Club. So I really grew up kind of a sprint car girl. You don't tell people sorry, that just, in the modified sorry, area Keith. now. <laughs> um, no, I mean, so, you know, my family always jokes with Keith all the time. I'll be like, oh, well, you know, I have a race coming up. And we'll be like, oh, are you getting in the sprint car? Because that, that's, you know. That's what we know is racing, you know, so we just bust his chops as much as we can. But, um, yeah, so like just kind of growing up and, you know, I got to see a lot and I think it's, you know, obviously helped who I am today, um, you know, with Keith and I's relationship, um, kind of grew into me probably being over opinionated on some things, but I guess it's part of my channel. What was that? I said, I'll just leave that one alone. I'm not touching that question, <laughs> I think. No, I mean, I, uh, you know, just coming from the promoting, you know, background of it, um, you know, no one in our family ever, you know, was a race car driver. Um, we always just were on the promoting side of it. So, you know, sometimes on a race night, um, I view things a little differently than perhaps he might behind the wheel, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> With, I mean, with everything that you're, you know, it kind of sounds like with your mom going and, and doing everything on the music side for you and you being with your dad and doing all the racing stuff, it, it sounds like the family aspect has been pretty big for you over the years. Oh, absolutely. Um, family's always been extremely important to me. And, uh, you know, there were, there were some, I don't want to say tough years because I feel like that sounds kind of extreme, but I mean tough years in the sense of like, you know, there were times where my mom had to take us somewhere and she lost time with my dad or my dad had to go to a race and he lost time with us girls. Like there was a lot of like family sacrifice that, um, you know, went on over the years. Um, I mean, my sister has done, you know, national tours and my sister, you know, did a a show in Russia. So like there was a lot of times where like, you know, my parents would leave me and be like, Hey, you know, like we have to go do this or they would leave Devin because, you know, I had something to do or they would leave both of us and say, we have to go to the races. You know, you can come or you don't have to come. And it was just kind of always something that I grabbed my stuff and I went with them. So always been something I enjoyed. And, you know, my mom, is a rock star being able to handle it all that's for sure because <laughs> she does you know she handles you know all the front gate aspects during the races and make sure you know like the will call window is set up and back in the day when you did flyers we all used to like sit in the living room and like stuff the envelopes and mail everything out so <laughs> it's just kind of always been something like we've all you know and, just and done. mom's been the one that's kept 
dad is you know sane and kept <laughs> sisters insane and and everything yeah right? yeah mom 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 gets the award for that one that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> one of the things you just talked about was the fact that back in 2007 you were even in a music video there was also something pretty else pretty big in 2007 <laughs> you you went out and 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 won the miss motorsports pageant talk to me about that and and like, what was the feeling like when you're sitting up there waiting for the winner to be announced, and then when they called your name? What was that like? Standing there waiting is pretty awful, and I think anyone who has done it um, would agree with me. It's just, like, a very anxious moment. Um, and then to hear your name called, it was it was truly an honor. I mean, I'm following behind, you know, a long legacy of women who have done this year after year, and have gone out and represented our sport um, probably beyond, you know, anything any of us could have ever imagined. Um, so it was really cool to kind of like be handed that torch, um, especially, you know, sitting there as a little girl growing up watching the pageants year after year after year, um, and then deciding, hey, you know, like I'm going to take a shot at this, and it, you know, happening was super cool and it actually happened to be the first year that they did motorsports in atlantic city so it was the first year they did indoor race and the the motorsports expo in the same weekend in atlantic city so literally i got crowned miss motorsports and i got rushed over (laughs) to the indoor (laughs) race because i had to sing the national anthem so like never was it really a thought in my mind that like oh i'm gonna go out there and like win this you know i just kind of kept doing you know, what I had to was, you know, doing the national anthem and like getting to where I needed to be. Um, and then it just kind of happened that it all came together in the same weekend. So like that was super, super special. And, um, you know, joining the ranks of all the other women who have ever done it, um, was super exciting and, a, you know, a true honor. With everything that, that, that Lenny and, and, and Ariato does, I mean, you, you had to travel to them all over the place. I mean, what was it like to be able to travel to places like Knoxville and, 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 and obviously you went in Syracuse and it was a different capacity to do super dirt week that, but like to represent the sport in this manner compared to just being a saint, you know, being on this, you know, uh, your father's daughter and, and, or being uh, the national anthem singer. I mean, it, this was a whole different capacity for you to represent the sport. Yeah, there was, I mean, I had never, um, you know, experience like having to help with promotions and involving you know sponsors and fans and um so it was really eye-opening um to see you know what other aspects went into like a normal race night and I feel like that's a lot of things that people don't understand um or don't know I guess is the right thing to say um you know there's there's more than just showing up to the racetrack and unloading a car you know for the for the promoters and, you know, the ladies involved in racing and all of that, um, you know, interacting with the fans. And, like, my biggest thing was that, like, I wanted to keep the kids involved because at the end of the day, like, they are the future of the sport. So that's something that, like, I really focused on. Um, So, yeah, just, a you know, like you said, just a different capacity to go there and, like, have a lot to do, which was, like, super exciting. (laughs) Um, And, like, yeah, Knoxville was quite the experience and being the sprint car girl that I I was or am whatever we're gonna say at this point (laughs) um um, 
was super exciting because that's something like I had always wanted to do. And I got to uh, like be in their local parade and um, a local family like housed us for the weekend, which was super great. Um, And I got to judge like the Miss Knoxville pageant. Um, So it was really it was really a cool experience. And like obviously over the year, I had learned a lot about myself. Um, You learn to um, pick up and travel on your own. In that, you know, aspect of going somewhere and having to do something, you know, I learned a lot of like accountability and responsibility for myself, which is something that like I could not thank the experience enough for because um, I actually like it definitely like molded, you know, who I became in life, which I think is super cool. With everything that you had leading up to it, now that you had the title that had to have um, led to more opportunities for you in the sport, not in the sport, whatever it is. What was some of the things that you, that you branched out and were able to do? Cause I know like you and I've talked and you said it, it just opened up so many doors for you. Yeah. I mean, it opened up, um, you know, a couple modeling opportunities, which was, you know, something I probably wouldn't have went out and looked for on my own. Um, I got involved a little bit with NASCAR and I got to sing at like Watkins Glen, um, which was super cool. Um, and then, um, come the following couple following years later, um, area auto had brought on like the dangerous red wine company. And I actually, uh, wound up working with them also and doing some of their, um, like campaigns and photo shoots for them. Um, you know, and obviously I just made so many friends over the years that, like, you just don't know who you're going to meet and what door it could eventually open. In this day and age, there's a lot of people that probably do see you as and see you out and about as Keith's wife, the racing wife. <laughs> um, I'm scared to ask how a girl from Pennsylvania, who now has now that we know has a, a passion for sprint car racing, connects with a dirt modified driver from upstate New York. (laughs) This is great. I hope he doesn't listen to this. Um, (laughs) I'm going to send him a copy. We'll we'll make sure he doesn't hear it though. Um, So, you know, growing up at Grandview, um, Brad Missimer, who is the, uh, he now runs part of the racetrack. uh, He is uh, the Rogers grandson. He actually wound up racing modifieds at one point when we were all growing up. Um, you know, so I grew up with Brad Messimer and um, little Jimmy Horton and little Billy Pouch and, um, you know, Mark Forte Jr. Like, all of us grew up together. Yeah. So um, I didn't not know what modifies were, obviously. It's just <laughs> never was something that I, you know, we with my dad having URC, we just spent more time with sprint cars. So it's not that I was naive to what a modified or a late model okay, was. It just wasn't, it. Want... like my it wasn't my go-to i guess is what i should say okay we'll leave it um (laughs) so i wound up you know uh obviously you know brad and and his sister um and i are very close um so i wound up like hanging out with them when he started racing and learning a lot about modifieds and then obviously that turned into you know i be i was miss dirt motorsports before i became miss motorsports so i kind of made a lot of friends in the you know dirt modified world Mm -hmm. um so then Keith and I just kind of crossed crossed paths at one point in life, and Keith, I'm so sorry for saying this. Um, we <laughs> <laughs> Keith, 
tried to date me for years and I just kept telling him like we were better off friends and it wasn't going to happen and, and that sure bit me in the butt didn't it <laughs> <laughs> well I was gonna I was gonna my next question was gonna be you know did you ever get to the point where you're like you know what I've been I've seen it I understand it I'm never dating a driver I'm just gonna stay friends but obviously you kind of yeah put that. yeah yeah, no, I mean, I had said that, um, you know, at one point in life, like, never was I going to kind of walk down that path again, um, but, you know, and it wasn't anything that anything happened, it's just a completely different lifestyle, and I feel like a lot of people don't realize, like, how much, you know, us us ladies, you know, do sacrifice, and our families sacrifice, and, you know, I think that that's why I try so hard to include Athena, and now, you know, eventually we'll include Barrett when, when life comes back to normal, but I think that that's why it's so important to us to make it a family thing, um, because, you know, I do see, you know, how it can have bad effects um, in some situations, you know, like, if, the whole family's not involved and then people start to do their own things. And then it's kind of like, you know, why are we all doing all of our own things when we could be doing something else? Um, you know, and I'd never want to like take his hobby from him. So we just, you know, pack the kids up and pack up the camper and those are our weekends. Now that you have the two, you know, you got two beautiful children and, and I think you even use in both of them, you even use the, the, the race car as part of the gender reveal. I think you did for both of them. Yeah, I think I just, you know, to me, I, uh, you know, like not to get personal, but like to me, I, you know, I'm the one who gets to carry the girls and be pregnant and like feel that connection with them. So like the whole gender side of it, like I've kind of led up to Keith, like, do we want to find out? Do we not want to find out? If you want to find out, like, how should we do it? And, you know, it just kind of became, I guess, tradition since we did it for (laughs) Athena to kind of include you know, racing and, you know, our fans are super important to us and our crew is, you know, honestly, I see our crew more than I see my own parents. Um, So, you know, to me, they're, you know, they're our family. So we want to include them and it just kind of seemed fitting to, to do that. I mean, with, with finding out that Barrett was a girl, I had, you know, we had had the envelope for weeks and I told him (laughs) he had to win a race in order to find out. Yeah, so that was the deal. He had to win a race in order to find out what we were having. Um, but it was getting to the point where, like, we were coming up on, like, Mr. Dirt at the Valley and, like, some of the bigger races towards the end, you know, middle to the end of the year. And I was going on vacation um, with the girls because I take them to my parents um, in Maryland for a week um, every summer. So I was actually going to be missing four races. So I said, Murphy's Law, he's going to win when I'm away. <laughs> And then we're not going to be able to do it because I'm not going to be there. Like, that's not fair. (laughs) So we just did it. Um, We decided collectively that, you know, like, let's just do it the last Saturday before I was leaving because I was leaving the following morning. So, um, yeah, so we just pushed the car out on the front stretch and he climbed up on the roof and we said, okay, let's do this. (laughs) Now, do you want them to follow kind of in your footsteps and be a part of the sport? Or are you kind of steering them the idea of, you know, steering them away from, from racing? I feel like this is like the million dollar question. Cause everyone's like, Oh, like, you know, Athena's getting to that point where like, she might start, you know, asking to race. And I just, I'm not going to push her if she, you know, wants to be involved in, you know, whatever aspect she chooses, I will support that. But like, I'm not 
gonna well, I mean, push not even, them not to even do racing. Anything, I mean, you know. Yeah, but I'm not even racing. I mean, do you have the idea of even if they want to be, you know, in the sport in the promotion side, if they want to? I mean, what do you feel about having your kids? You kind of follow your footsteps in any capacity in the sport. Yeah, I mean, I think that that you know is a testament to who we are as parents for sure, and then is a testament to you know Keith's parents and my parents, and you know, and you know Keith's grandfather who's been involved in racing and that kind of thing. I think that that's like super special. Um, but I mean. If they, they want to be involved, that's great. If not, that's fine, too. I mean, Athena is uh, huge into gymnastics and dance right now, which makes my mother happy because <laughs> my mom <laughs> coached gymnastics her entire life. Um, so she, uh, you know, she's kind of doing her own thing, but she also, like, you know, wants to go to the race shop, and she likes the race car, and she, you know, she, she likes it, and we like that she likes that. So I'm just kind of letting her evolve into who she wants to be and if she wants to be involved we'll help her and if not that's fine too <laughs> i want you to put your racing wives hat on not a mom oh boy but well no okay <laughs> how have you been able to balance your love of the sport with now seeing keith as a race car driver and trying to be a racer's wife and knowing the nerves and things like that i mean how do you balance that um, there's a lot of times that I like have to take a step back and like put my emotions in my pocket. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, there was a point in time where women weren't allowed in the pits. Um, yeah. so I do think about that too. Like Chelsea, keep your mouth shut. This is not your place right now. Um, <laughs> things like that. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm also one of those people that I won't panic until I feel I have to. Um, Andrew will probably tell you differently, the crew chief, but, um, <laughs> I try really hard to like keep things intact. Um, I mean, he's had a couple bad wrecks since we've been together and I just have learned to like not panic until, you know, if, you know, he's not climbing out on his own and things like that, I start to get a little like, okay, someone hold the kids cause I'm walking this way, um, <laughs> which has happened, um. So, you know, it's just kind of a different emotional side to it. Um, it's just a matter of, like, finding that balance and, you know, if I'm all worked up and he's all worked up, like, who's calm and who down here at this point? So mm -hmm. I just kind of try to, you know, stay calm and focused on, you know, what's happening versus who did what and who hit who. And, you know, like, at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. You know, safety's first. So if you're okay and the car's wrecked, like, it is what it is, we'll figure it out. Right. Um so it's just kind of finding that balance, I guess. You've also talked about the fact that, you know, your mother and your father have been in racing ever since you were you were real young. Now you're you've married into a very strong racing family, something the family that's countless generations here in, in the upstate New York area. That has to feel like really comfortable for you to realize that now you're in you you've actually married into a racing family. Yeah, it's, um, I definitely think it's made, um, you know, our relationship stronger in a sense, um, to like, you know, like when I first met his parents, like we had something extremely common to like talk about and like, there was just kind of like a common ground, which I'll agree with you is like kind of homey. Yeah. Um, but on the other side, like it does make it hard to like, you know, his grandfather, his cousin his dad, like, they were all, you know, champions at the Valley, and, like, here we are, like, 
trying to make a name for ourselves, but at the same time, like the pressure is there. Um, so we just kind of tried to focus on uh, Keith and not the history so much of everything um, and just kind of, you know, him making his career what he would want it to be. Well, I'm, I'm saying not even the fact of in the racing world, like you kind of allu- you know alluded to it a little bit, the fact that now, you know, growing up, you understood Fridays and Saturdays, you're at the racetrack. When you and uh-huh. Keith got together, Fridays and Saturdays, he's at the racetrack. So you understood everything about that, too. Yeah, yeah like it just kind of was second nature. Like I just knew, like I'm not, it, I guess you don't get in an argument of like, well, you're going to hang out with your friends on a Friday night. Well, my friends called and they want to do this, too. Like, no, like all of our people are at the same place. So like we just know that that's what's happening. <laughs> Now, unfortunately, with everything going on with the coronavirus, COVID-19 and stuff, um, it's kind of kept everybody in quarantine, which I'm sure mm-hmm. you're viewing the family are the same way. Um, it kind of, you know, hurt, I would say hurt you with your, your full-time job in cosmetology and, and the, with the salon and everything. But anybody that's seen you on social media or, or anything, it, it kind of seems like you love your job, or at least it looks like you do. I mean, talk to me about <laughs> what you're doing now. Well, they say it's if you're doing something you love, it's not really a job. But I mean, it, it seems like you really enjoy your work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually got into cosmetology because of you know my musical theater background, and it was um, just kind of like a, a fallback originally. Um, you know, I was that little kid with the big dreams of like, nope, I'm doing you know Broadway my whole life, and I'm moving to the city, and this is what's going to happen, and. Um, as you get older, you realize that, like, when you're on Broadway, that's awesome. But, like, you're in a eight-month eight to a year, year-and-a-half contract, depending on who you are and what you're doing. Um, so I went to uh, school to become a stylist and learned makeup and, obviously, all of the hair background, too. And that was going to kind of be, like, my way to still be involved in theater with maybe not necessarily being on the stage um and then it turned into like a legit passion for me um Mm -hmm. it was kind of my way of like helping people and it made me feel like I was helping people in a in a positive way um you know I got into doing like a little bit of like wigs at one point for like people who would need those and that kind of thing and then um Ironically enough, later um, in my career, I wound up working for a company and doing their stage shows. So it kind of brought me like full circle back to like my musical theater side, but like my passion at the same time. Um, So obviously with the girls, I'm no longer doing that just because, you know, my my passion is still there for hair but my girls <laughs> are a priority too so right. it just with traveling as much as I was doing that it was just too much with Keith running the series at the time you know Athena being home me out on the road like it was just kind of the point where we were like okay like something's <laughs> gotta you know shift here so um I am no longer you know doing the stage side of um hairdressing and you know the trade shows and things like that um but I'm still you know working and love my clients and love what I do obviously like you said with everything going on right now with COVID-19 I'm unemployed at the moment (laughs) (laughs) just because I you know I work um at Platinum Hair Studio which is in Clifton Park um but I uh 
am a booth renter there, so I'm self-employed. So I'm not an employee. Um, so this definitely hit us in that aspect too. Besides, uh, you know, being cooped up to everybody <laughs> financially. Uh, yeah, it was. It's a little different, but we're. I mean, we're managing and. You know, I always, you know, we talk every day, like, you know, like, we're doing fine, everything's good, like, you know, there's people in, you know, more unfortunate situations, so we just have to be thankful for, you know, what we are able to keep doing while all of this is going on, you know, and provide for the girls. One of the things that I've done to end a lot of these podcasts, I don't know if you've heard any of them so far, Yeah. Um, <laughs> is I do, a, the, the thing that's kind of taken off a lot is, is the word association. I usually throw out a couple names and I ask the person to kind of give me their, their you know, like a word or a phrase and kind of describe the person um, okay. with what's going on. So yeah, we'll, 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 we'll start off with some easy ones. Um, okay. You've got a really good connection too. Okay. Explain your dad. My dad. Uh, my dad is a fighter, man. No. And I don't mean like physically, I mean like, no, you, I mean, like you know, he's always, you know, fought for the family and fought for, you know, his reputation and, um, you know, you know, he's just always been such like a fighter and a hard worker. And like, I, I think that that's where I get that from. So like, I admire him for that. All right. Um, somebody you had a connection with through the, the Miss Motorsports pageant, obviously they run the pageant. What about Lenny Sammons? I mean, you, you grew up with him, I'm sure, doing a lot of stuff with the promotion stuff for the Thunder on the Hill series. And now here you were working technically for him as Miss Motorsports. Talk talk about Lenny. Yeah, Lenny is awesome. I mean, like, he, you know, like I'd look at him as if he's, like, an uncle. Like, even, you know, when I see him, we're like, hey, I'm Lenny. Like, it's just <laughs> kind of, you know, family at that point. Um, you know, they're they're a great family and you know the kids are involved now with everything and you know it's just nice to see them you know doing well with all of that so one of the groups in in talking with you over the years a couple people that have seemed really really connected to you and your family I'll, i'm going to use the last name rather than just you know a person itself talk to me about jay and marilyn the customers i mean you you've talked about how they've they've been like family to you but i mean Talk, yeah. Talk about that. Um, so I've known Jay and Marilyn practically my whole life. Um, you know, with Jay being involved in Orange County, and my dad being involved, you know, with the Super Dirt Car Series when they had the whole like East Swing back in the day. Um, yeah, so I've known you know Jay and Marilyn for quite some time. And now they're um, helping you guys a lot. Yeah. With the, so with like the... now they're you know involved in our weekly you know, gig with the racing and like they treat the girls as if they're their own. Like they are, um, you know, phenomenal people and we're really lucky to, you know, have them on our team. All right. Now I'm going to give you one last chance okay. to redeem yourself. <laughs> Talk about your husband. Tell me about um, Keith. Husband. <laughs> uh, Keith is like, um, I'm going to get emotional. Keith is like, <laughs> Keith is like a one of a kind type of person. Like his, so racing to us is a hobby. Um, you know, it's not what turns the electric on in our house and it's not what feeds our kids. And, um, so, you know, he has a lot of drive, like he goes and he works his butt off and then he, you know, comes home and he takes care of the girls 
on the nights that I'm working. So like he really isn't in the race shop much. So, um, you know, he has sacrificed some of that with, you know, us growing our family too. So he's, you know, he's an awesome guy and a lot of people don't know that he's home with the girls. So I like to tell them that and it embarrasses him, I think a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> cause you know, he, he plays Mr. Mom, you know, I work nine to nine and he picks up the slack when, you know, we have a, a nanny Morgan, she's here, um, you know, two days a week. And then if I have weddings going on, um, you know, my mother-in-law will help the girls if Keith, you know, has to go to the shop on a Saturday. Um, so yeah, no, he, he steps up. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, Chelsea, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. It, I learned a lot more than I even, I thought I knew, uh, about you. And, and if Keith, if you're listening, she really did mean everything was a good you know, she's, she's not trying to do anything bad about this, but in all seriousness, Chelsea, thank you very much. I, I really yeah, appreciate no the time. Thank you. Keith, I promise you, she means everything she said with love. Chelsea is one of the true sweethearts in racing. She's always shown how much she loves the sport while doing everything she can to promote the positive aspects of it. All the while being a racer's wife and mother of two young girls. I can't thank her enough for the interview and being my guest this week. Hopefully soon we can catch up at the track and talk about life, you know, face to face. Don't forget, you can check out all of the past shows here at Race Pro Radio on either iTunes, Spotify, or even our website. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys stay safe and come back next week. Until then, this has been the Slide Job here on Race Pro Radio.